No playing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to D20 Dudes, a tabletop role-playing game where the die decides our topic. I am Dylan. I'm Molly. It's me. It Molly. Oh, my God. And today... Sorry. Today, well... Hold on. Oh. Hold on. I'm getting, oh, but, I'm getting a text. Oh. Getting a text message on my telephone. Is this some breaking oh, news? Ah, oh, shit. Do you know who it is, Molly? Oh, is it someone else to record with us? No. No. What? <laughs> what thought this was breaking news? <laughs> it's it's Nines Rodriguez. Who is And he needs more anarchs to help him fight the good fight in the free states. What? So we're going to make vampires today, Molly. Oh, this was a bit. Oh. <laughs> it was a bit. <laughs> I got some tism, okay? I was like, wait, hold on. We're going to we're going to we're doing it live. We're making we're making new vampires to demonstrate the character creation process of Vampire the Masquerade. Mm. Oh, we're doing that? I've got You should have told I've got me my physical time. book open. <laughs> I, I could have, but then it would have made the bit less funny <laughs> than it was. This is my bad. I didn't ask you what we were doing before, and I probably <laughs> should have because I know you well enough to know what to do the thing. It's because this absolutely is not supposed to be today's episode. Oh. It's just what I decided we're doing now. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Because I did not take the time to do the research I was supposed to. Oh, no. Hold on. Is this supposed to be populated? We mean populated. Uh, no, it's not supposed to be. Okay, I meant the sheet that you. Oh, sent you me. mean the sheet? Yeah, no, I was no, like, is no, this it's a blank sheet? Did this have stuff on it, and it's not, and it's supposed to have stuff on it because it doesn't nope, have stuff nope. on it. This is gonna be the the shit that you you madam are filling in. Oh, great! As you become a vampire, I, I, a kindred. So, do I get to participate in the baseball scene? You know the one. From the, what the fuck? From the vampire movie Twilight, a classic. If I make enough Twilight references, will you ban me? Uh, that concludes the entire podcast. <laughs> the 20 Dudes no longer exists. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. We got this far without a fucking Twilight reference. <laughs> I'm just here. Are you serious? We talked about vampires <laughs> and you haven't made any sort of sparkly reference. It's my favorite I, movie to just shit all over because it's so easy. And also, they use some of my most favorite artists for their totally amazing soundtrack and then just shit all over them, too. We're going to stop talking about Twilight now. Oh, it's going <laughs> to come that up That is now again. the course of action. <laughs> Don't. Don't is my requirement now. What? Cease. Cease? I'm gonna, We're gonna go I'm gonna through need these the paperwork steps. for that. It's gonna have to be notarized. We're, I swear to <laughs> Kane. <laughs> okay, go it's ahead. Bad. Everything's bad. No, it's not. You're just this being melodramatic. <laughs> just embrace the memes. <laughs> well, we can also make prequel memes. You wanna make prequel jokes? Now this is pod racing. <laughs> no, this is vampirism. It's just, it's, his butt, so. it's just standing. Could you imagine vampires in Star Wars? Oh my god. Do you know what is amazing? Someone made a live action, like a like a play of Twilight. Which I, I hate. I, it's also. on it's I think it's either on or off Broadway. I can't remember. But it's in New York. 
and god damn it i wish i could see it because it sounds hilarious <laughs> can you imagine they have like a scene they have like the sparkly scene and like edward just like takes off part of his shirt and there's just like a sequin tank top underneath <laughs> hate all of this <laughs> i don't want to talk about this anymore i'm gonna die oh i'm a vampire i'm already dead uh-huh molly we need a core concept you are a vampire mm. in los angeles mm. the city of angels mm. you got movies being made wow that's a uh, hmm you got producers scouting new talent. You got weird old dudes trying to proposition people for sex by like, saying that they're going to put them in a movie. And you got just so many fucking wildfires burning down people's homes. Uh, is that in L.A. or is that like further north? That's like the entirety of California. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, what, what I was going to also make an angel reference. I've got Don't so I've got so much pop culture in me about vampires because I too he who was Buffy a, the Vampire Slayer too like, okay I got, moving on okay do you know what I got so much fucking random vampire stuff in my head oh I have these books I haven't finished reading about vampire bonded mates or something I don't quite remember how it goes I just remember that it was supposed to be erotic and it's just hilarious and it was like twenty five dollars right. for six of them. I got them on Amazon. Wow. Yeah. They gotta be bad. That's how you know that they are primo romantic trash novel. (laughs) Did Chuck Tingle write any of them? No. Is there a a pounded in the butt by a vampire? (laughs) No, there wasn't any like pounded in the butt by my own butt. That's that's Chuck Tingle's like real um, piece de resistance. All right. Uh, I will say the one... The one vampire thing I, I got recently. I watched Renfield. That movie, what, where Nicolas Cage plays Dracula. What? Hold on. I feel like I've seen that, but I don't remember the name at all. It just came out a little bit ago. Oh, do you know what? I'm actually really happy that Nicolas Cage was like really leaning into his like. Not- literal insanity. <laughs> like literal insanity parts. Does that kind of make sense? Like I loved him in. um. The one with, uh, oh, shit. The one, the one with the Mandalorian in it. Um. Oh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes. Oh my god, that movie was so funny, ridiculously funny. Um, I I like that he's okay with not taking himself too seriously. Does that kind of make sense? I think he can't. Like he really, he really kind of had to put himself into a position where he couldn't take himself because, like, he was in some really good movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then <laughs> I'm he com- blew all of that money on just the most insane shit possible. Like he went fucking nuts. Be- Let me tell you this, Molly. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Nicolas Cage bought an entire Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton I... that he had on display in his home? I feel like I've seen that somewhere. But also, and if you had enough during- money, would you not also buy fossils? See, it doesn't stop there. See, during a rager, a massive party he had, somebody fucking like smashed up part of the skeleton. Oh, really? Like, broke it. Oh, Jesus. Irreparably, yes. And so he held a Christian burial service for it in his backyard. Wait, like the skeleton couldn't be like. Hold on. They couldn't display it anymore? Was that bad? 
Yeah, it was like all all smashed to pieces. Oh my god. I thought you meant like <laughs> like it ran in someone ran into the leg or something. Maybe it's the way that it was displayed. I, I'm going off of what I've seen in museums before of replicas of fossils, because if their bones are black, um, unless they're painted, obviously. If the bones are black, usually that means that they're a replica. Um But this man had like an actual priest. Like I mean do do the thing for the T-Rex skeleton. That's kind of that's adorable. <laughs> In like a really dumb way. Like he 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 did he did some really good movies and got like, pretty pretty rich off of them yeah. and then spent all the money on just like the most insane shit I you mean, could possibly imagine. Who among us and wouldn't do the same thing with enough money? I think I would probably try and save a little bit back to live a comfortable life. That's why he had to take so many terrible roles. He's just like no, trying to get some money back. I mean, thing. so when I say that he's not taking himself too seriously, it's more like um, I'm really happy that he hasn't self-imploded and then turned into a hypertoxic weirdo um, that hurts everyone around him. Like so many other I mean, yeah, drug-fueled that. actors of the past. So yeah, it's nice that, that he's like still like, in the spotlight. He's not taking himself too seriously. And he's probably making a shit ton of money off of a number of the movies that he started now. Oh, yeah. No, like the stuff he's doing now, like mm-hmm. he's actually like so in Renfield, like he it's like it's definitely like a Nick Cage being Nick Cage kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Like he's just being insane and like overly dramatic. And like you can see him like really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and the and, like, unbearable weight of massive talent. Fun. You can tell that they yeah. must have had a blast filming that movie. And I, I really enjoyed The Color Out of Space. Mm. What an excellent film that was. I don't know if I... I thought some of the directions that they did were sort of weird, but I liked, like, the actors all did a great job. Um, I don't... They did, and that's, like, it's they, a very difficult like, kind of movie to make. I know. that. That's one of my favorite Lovecraft stories. I especially like that it doesn't have a lot of... um. I don't know, weird hot takes, you know, from the author's personal opinion in it. Uh, it's such a strange, very, like, they, I don't think the movie that they made really captured the weird sense of dread as well as it could have. Does that make sense? Um, it kind of does, but like it doesn't just kind of harkens back to, like, that's, it doesn't quite that's have a enough. very difficult thing to necessarily capture. Oh, I like, know. There, but there's some, be- there's some horror, like, filmmakers that they're so good at capturing that like unnerving yeah, definitely like, but, like the, the thing about that movie though is it that was a fairly like small like indie kind of studio that oh movie i know too like they were not like a big budget like super like i don't, honestly don't even know how they got in a cage in that movie truth be told um i, I, I wonder I think if a phenomenal of, job with i wonder if some of the roles he's taken are not just for money maybe he's gotten up to a point where he's like i just want to take roles that's not interesting I'm sure that's definitely part of it too, because like I know he he really enjoyed Mandy. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I have. He had seen to have Mandy. enjoyed Renfield. Oh yeah, that movie is an amazing. It, and like, like I said, beating the shit out him with um, him and uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. I can tell he must have enjoyed making that movie because, oh my god, he really throws himself into it. It was so funny. He must have. Otherwise, he wouldn't make a movie that's literally making fun of him. As a character and as a person. So now that we're 12 minutes in. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's the ads. Okay. Let's let's talk. So, okay, Molly. So what's the core concept is what you said. Yeah, that's how that's actually how we got onto that tangent. Who am I? Um, I want to be you in life. I want to be an academic. 
I'm going to be an academic type. So you, you, somebody educated. Mm-hmm. Someone that what, what likes kinda... knowledge for the sake of knowledge. Why else yeah. would I be interested in staying a vampire? <laughs> if not to see I, everything what, that's happening around me. Were you, were you embraced in L.A. or did you move here? Um, here, I say, as if I'm in L.A. Uh, I'm a Kentucky boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in L.A. either. I could not afford that. Um, what was it? Uh, hmm. If I'm old enough, I would say that I moved there. Okay. Because America and... is actually pretty young. California is very young. Also fucking massive i think um, like the first i mean this is not this is probably not true but i think the first major like buildings like really extensive buildings type city was san francisco in california i would not be the one to know what is your name uh, Miss vampire uh, or mr vampire uh, we haven't decided yet. Uh, uh, don't ask me about don't names. think first thing that comes off the top of your head uh, I'm like looking at all the crap on my desk right now. You can call me. <laughs> you can call me Keels. That's my last Keels. name. K I E H L apostrophe S. <laughs> oh, so is that their real last name, or is this like an alias they're going by? Well, it's my hand cream. Okay, but it's. <laughs> I guess Keel would be the last name. <laughs> all right, now. Write that down. Write that down. SpongeBob meme. Write that down. Uh, I'll do a. Space. Now we get to pick your clan. What clan of vampire are you? What I should probably just share my screen while I'm working. This seems like the most. Oh my god, Discord, please. Okay, keep going. Keep talking. We got. We got to pick your clan. So we got to figure out what kind of vampire you want to be. Um, what kind of vampire shit do you think is cool? What kind of vampire shit do I think is cool? Well, where did what are the options? So many, Molly. But like, we got. I want to be in a, got, a clan of weirdo academics. Like that could be a lot. That could be like Tremere. That could be Ravnos. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know the difference between all those things. You got to explain them to okay, me, my son. So I, I'm I'm only gonna do. Uh, the core rulebook for now, um, because I got like a whole bunch of supplemental shit that could really change the game here. So there's Bruja. Okay. They are uh, a very rebellious type. They don't like authority too much, okay. and uh, they're they're generally like kind of they can be good looking and charismatic, but they can also be very fast and very strong. Uh, Gangrel. They are very in touch with nature. Mm-hmm. They like mm-hmm. uh, they can mm-hmm. transform into animals sometimes. They can like meld with the earth and like hide under the ground during the day. Uh, you can you can even have like uh, familiars. They can like talk with animals and like bond with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Malkavians who have the incredible uh, vampiric power of severe mental illness, but they can also see the future sometimes. Pretty cool. That's neat. Uh, Nosferatu. Okay. <laughs> who have the classic? The, uh, yeah, the Nosferatu who have the incredible vampiric power of being fuck ugly. Fascinating. But they're also uh, they're because of that because they don't want to be seen. They're very good at doing things like turning invisible, and they are apparently very well known as like informants and information gatherers. I can imagine. Uh, Toriador. Invisible. 
Toriador are the sexy vampires. Fascinating. They're the ones that can like charm and manipulate people, and like they like making music and being models and having big titties. <laughs> what if I just want to be like a semi-normal person that just happens to be really, really into learning? Tremere! Okay. <laughs> Our vampire wizards! Oh. Wizards! Oh, right. The blood magic stuff, right? Yep. Ventru are kind of, uh, they're, I guess, the, the quick and dirty is to call them vampire nobility. They think they're better than everyone else. With a name like Ventru, I bet they, I guess they have a small man complex. Then there are the Caitiff, who do not belong to a specific clan. Generally looked down upon by the clanid vampires. Uh, and can even be hunted down. But they do have kind of the interesting ability to kind of pick what blood power, bloodline stuff they want to have. Hmm. Uh, and then thin bloods, which are like vampires, but only kind of. Hmm. I guess if I want to be really old, I can't be that. Truth. They are the most recent generation of vampires than thin bloods is. Mm -hmm. Is that because of being Habsies, or is it because of um like losing power so the the vampire bloodline and how much power you give to a child is not linear mm. it's like a vampire sires a child and that child might be half as powerful and then that vampire sires a child and that vampire might be half as powerful and that's kind of like best case scenario. When you say sire is a child, is that having a child or is that like turning someone? No, they can't. They can't do a sex anymore. They're dead. Yeah. Well, you that's said you undergoing... said sire a child. So I'm trying to I'm trying yeah, to clarify. That's, it. that's the terminology they use. Okay. Child with well, an E at the end. Well, then clarify it, my dude. Child with an E at the end. OK, we'll get to find that child thing. is what that's you're, that's you're what, just repeating a... the same thing, my dude. It's a new vampire as a child. So it's a new vampire, and it's yeah. turnt. Yeah, turnt. T-R-N-T. They get drunk. They get crunk. Get, they get dizzy. Uh, that actually, like, crunk is high and, and drunk at the same time. It depends on who you ask. I learned this Circles. because I'm hip on the streets, if you can tell. Pick a clan, Molimus. Well, um... Mm. I thought the wizard one sounded cool. Tremere? Yeah, fucking blood wizard. What was the first one again? Uh, the Bruja. Bruja? It's definitely the clan I would want to be. Yeah. They are what again? They're the rebels. The rebels. They're like biker bros. They're like, like biker, biker bros. bros. And goth, goth punks. Uh, and, and street thugs. Are the royalty ones like really authority. inbred? No, that's not how it works, really. I know, but like. You, you know the you know the classic uh anything you say royalty also means inbred sometimes. Uh well I didn't say royalty, I said nobility. Nobility? That's actually same diff if I'm remembering my history correctly. Um royalty is just more so. <laughs> Noble er. The noblers. <laughs> uh let me see. If I'm remembering like off the top of my head, there's like a like a supplement I could bring up, but there's like mm. uh Samishi oh, let's, let's, are like let's not, covetous. That sounds complicated. Let's let's not. 
Um, can the Nosferatu be academics? I mean, they can all be academics. Well, true. This kind of but determines. Like, I think he said that the Nosferatu—they're really ugly and they are good at oh, information. I thought they were brutes. Never mind. Information. No, the Bruhar are the brutes. So, like, kind of like what your what your bloodline is, like what your clan is. So, like, a lot of it um, is seen as psychosomatic in the way that the clans work, mm-hmm. because like a a vampire who like wakes up and like they don't have their sire there to guide them and stuff like that. Like sometimes it just turns out that they don't manifest any of their clan powers and abilities Mm -hmm. and they just kind of like grow in whatever way. So like it's unsure if it's directly in like the particular bloodline quote unquote of vampire you are, Mm -hmm. or if it's like a trained thing. Oh, you mean like, Um, like a, like a family thing rather than a genetic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that makes um, perfect sense. Um, what if the character was someone that didn't have a sire for very long or something like that? So, like, a cative can be a thing where, like, you don't have, like, your sire's not there or your sire doesn't really get the time to train you or whatever. And so, like, you don't manifest a lot of that, like, clan stuff. You kind of do your own thing, but as a result, all the vampires who are parts of clans, you know, they they are very, like, insular and they will look down on you and even try and hunt you down and kill you, probably. Mm, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I think I'd actually like to be that person. Okay. So you'll be a caitiff. C-A-I-T-I-F-F. Yes. Okay. Uh, you said A-K-T-I-F? A-C-A-I- Oh, a caitiff. A space K. Yeah. C- a space C. K-T-I-F. C-A-I-T-I-F? Second F. Two Fs. Double Fs. Yes. Yes. You're getting f all up in this. Oh, sweet. I'm actually going to go to that page, and I will do a quick little rundown of that. Yeah, if I remember so that... correctly, this sheet will auto-populate if you do certain areas, so that will be helpful. A lot of things will, yeah. But the KDIF, like, since they're not, like, a specific clan, they, 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 might have, they may be a little different. So we'll, we'll, we'll run through this on real quick. I'm, I'm on thimbles. I've gone too far. Yes. All right. Who are the caitiff? Many kindred incorrectly assume all caitiff are created accidentally, that the clanless target no mortals for the embrace. This view is outdated and ignorant. Oh. These knights, the clanless, are increasingly becoming a force to be reckoned with. Though more disparate, individualistic, and chaotic than their cousins, they are all survivors, and they have begun to gather build alliances, and make childer of their own. The caitiff who seek out mortals to perform the embrace generally target the strong-willed and those used to uncommon hardship. A caitiff's position in the hierarchy of kindred is at the bottom, just above the thin-blooded who should not have been born at all, and they are forced to fight for their place or fall and be forgotten. The caitiffs see little point in embracing mortals unlikely to make it through the night on their own. While the caitiff have begun to purposefully increase their numbers, most are still created when a fledgling embraced into one of the clans does not form an attachment with their ancestral blood and does not exhibit the telltale signs of their clan's curse. When other kindred talk of caitiff, they tell tales of Nosferatu abandoned for weeks on end without ever developing any hideous pain, hideousness, painfully sane Malkavians, and young venture able to feed from whomever they want. Unwilling to accept a child as one of their own, the clan abandons them, or the child senses their blood that they do not belong, despite their sire's protests. 
The creation of a caitiff is not an exact science, and many abandoned childers still manifest some of the characteristics of their parent clan, despite the absence of their bane. Hmm. So, we will talk about disciplines okay. real quick. Most clans have three disciplines that are their clan disciplines. These are the ones that they can buy new discipline powers from the cheapest. Hmm. They can then get discipline powers from the other disciplines at an increased experience cost, assuming that they have someone to teach them to use that power and that they are getting the basically like required blood of certain types mm -hmm. to be able to bring that resonance out. Cative characters have access to three disciplines of your choice following the embrace. They are not considered in-clan disciplines for the purposes of, of experience cost, and the caitiff can learn any discipline at the same price, assuming they taste the blood of a wielder at least once and fulfill the standard conditions for that discipline. Meaning, you just get to pick three disciplines at the beginning of this, like whatever disciplines you want. Sweet. And another thing clans will usually have is a clan bane. This would be something that goes against them and causes them to like oof ouch at the world around them and have some very negative reactions. Mm. But the caitiff, untouched by the antediluvians, the caitiff share no common bane. Caitiff characters begin with the suspect one dot flaw, and you may not purchase positive status for them during character creation. It's a suspect one dot flaw. Yeah, the flaws you will have to write in on your own. Um, I also have this up, so I will help you find where flaws are oh, on this. I see it under Haven. You can probably just put it. Um, Advantages and background, maybe. Yeah, you 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 can put it there, or there was a place where you could have like a bunch of them. I feel like I saw skills. There's advantages and backgrounds, and then there's the Haven. Thing. I think I'm probably just go under advantages and backgrounds because that's where flaws usually go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I would say just like all the way over there on the left where you just have like the tiny little ones yeah. that you can put in. So like you said bunch. it's called suspect. Yes, and you'll have one dot. Oh, excuse me. Okay. The storyteller may always impose a one or two dice penalty on social tests against fellow kindred who know they are caitiff regardless of their eventual status. Mm-hmm. Further, to improve the disciplines of a caitiff costs six times the level of purchased and experience points. Mm. That's a <coughs> Bless you. So yeah, it, it can be a little bit more expensive, but see, that's kind of a trade-off in that any discipline you're going to get is going to cost that six times, whereas I believe for the vampires who do have clans, it's like three times for anything that's a clan power, but like seven or eight times something. Um, seven times. So if it's a discipline that is outside of one of your clan disciplines as a vampire in a clan, it is seven times the level, mm -hmm. meaning it would be more experience if you had a clan. But if it is a clan discipline you have, it would be five times. Mm. So you're always kind of like in the middle. Your, your powers are always going to cost the same amount across the board. So you don't get the reduced cost from having it being an in-clan power, but you also don't have the increased cost from it being an out-of-clan power. Mm -hmm. So you kind of you get that baby mode on the in-between. 
And as a result, you don't have a clan bane either. Fascinating. Which I also meet, believe means you do not have a clan compulsion. Yes, that's what it says. Uh, and you don't and you don't have to deal with that either. Um, so that is going to be the easiest bit. Now we get to pick three disciplines to be the disciplines you're going to start the game with. So we will run through them disciplines on the quick fast. Let me find my table of contents here as we are already quite far into this episode. <laughs> Buckle down. Sorry. Yay. Uh, it's, I'm also dumb. Um, <laughs> disciplines. Okay. We have animalism, mm -hmm. which is kind of like your ability to talk with animals, commune with animals, bond with animals. Auspects is your ability to kind of see the unseen, perceive things in maybe a little bit more than natural ways. Mm -hmm. Celerity is the ability to move real goddamn fast. Dang. Dominate is your ability to impose your will upon the minds of others. Mm -hmm. Fortitude is your ability to take a shotgun blast directly to the face and laugh about it. Oh. Obfuscate is your ability to quote unquote turn invisible, okay. although it's a little bit more complicated than that. Potence is your ability to empower yourself, become super strong, and start picking up cars and throwing them. I see. Presence. Presence is one that the Venture make a lot of use of. It's kind of like your force of presence, like how uh, imposing you are supernaturally. Mm. Usually a very, very useful one because you can. I believe like the two level one powers are awe and um, I don't remember the name of them, but like it's basically like any humans in the room, either their eyes are immediately drawn to you and they think you're dope or they're just, like, afraid of you on a very animalistic level. Mm -hmm. Protean is your ability to kind of like shape your own body and kind of like take on animal aspects and get claws and fangs and cool stuff like that. Uh, and blood sorcery, which you can't get. Because you're not a tree mirror or a Banu Hakim. Ah, uh, awesome. You would have to have someone teach you in the ways of blood sorcery. I see. And that, that is a difficult ask indeed. So you get to pick three. Okay. I like Obuscate. Oh, that's one. I don't know if I spelled that right, but oh well. Uh, what's another one? Um... Honestly, if I don't have it in front of me, I have a hard time remembering. <laughs> so you, you wanted to be kind of a um, an academic type, right? Yeah. So we could lean into that mm -hmm. some. Um, do you only want to learn from like books? Do you want to like be somebody who's very streetwise and learns from other people? Do you want to be like a spy? Hmm. Could I be a spy and books? You could. So here, here's what I'm thinking. Since you already have obfuscate, mm -hmm. and that will kind of allow you to make yourself unseen and unheard. You could also take aspects to be able to eavesdrop on things far away, see things you're not supposed to be able to see, mm -hmm. and learn things that way. I like aspects. That sounds cool. I can't spell. Oh my god. A u s p e x. P e x. Yes. Okay, prospects. Did I spell obfuscate right? I think there's an I in there. Uh, no, obfuscate is O-B-F-U-S-C-A-T-E. Oh, I spelled it right. Crazy. It looks like it's spelled wrong. All right. What's the third one? So my 
um, recommendations at this point would be dominate mm-hmm. to kind of like work your way into like kind of like I guess like brute force your way into certain social circles, social circles, or like maybe like have somebody who could get you things by being able to dominate their minds mm-hmm. or presence by being like impressive enough that in mortal societies, people are going to say like, Hey, I like that person. I want to please them. Maybe I'll bring them what they want. Those would be my two suggestions. Mm. Mm, let me see. I'm trying to think of what would make the most sense. Cause being able to dominate someone's sounds like it would make the most sense with the obfuscating aspects, but present sounds less aggressive <laughs> yeah so at this point i'm thinking it's like how much do you want to lean into the spy thing because presence would be like in my mind like i'm gonna you know get an invitation to the special party and then invisible myself and go where i'm not supposed to go you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh i do like that the presence thing that sounds useful it sounds uh less wonky than dominate how is that spelled? Not is it called P-R-E. presence? Okay, okay. It's just yeah, it's presence. presence. I thought yeah. that was what we were calling it. Okay. Nope, that is in fact his name. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> so now you have your three disciplines. Mm-hmm. Now we get to pick your attributes. You've got them open right there. Um, the nine attributes in this game are strength, dexterity, stamina. Charisma, manipulation, and composure, and intelligence, um, wits, and resolve. Mm -hmm. These are divided into three broad categories, being strength, dex, and stamina are your physical attributes. Charisma, manipulation, and composure are your social attributes. And intelligence, wits, and resolve are your mental attributes. So with your kind of, I want to be an academic, but also presence, you're kind of saying like maybe you're a bit of a socialite. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to start with picking the thing that you're going to be best at okay. and the thing that you are going to be worst at and working from there. Okay. So what, what of these do you want to be your best attribute? Intelligence. Intelligence? All right. You're going to put four dots in intelligence. And then the worst thing would be strength. Strength? All right. So you will put one dot in strength. Sweet. For general reference, two dots is kind of human average. Mm -hmm. Four dots means that you can make a very lucrative career out of doing something with that attribute. And five dots is an expert? Five dots is like you are probably one of the best in the world. Okay. All right. If you got five dots in strength, you are a human who could probably actually move a car. Wow. <clears throat> so now we're going to start working from the things that you are best at again. Okay. You are going to pick three attributes that you get to have three dots in. Okay. I'm thinking composure, wits, and resolve. Those would be pretty good choices. Composure is going to be your ability to kind of like keep your head in tense situations. Mm-hmm. Wits is your ability to think on your feet. And resolve is kind of like your ability to uh, stay the course, not let anything deter you. Yes. Right. And now going back into the things you are worst at again, well, you really only got three left. So actually, in the there's remaining four. four. Yeah. Oh, yeah, four attributes. Okay, never mind. You got four left. 
My bad. I can't count. But those <laughs> remaining four attributes, you're going to have two dots each in. Okay. Meaning you are average at them. You're not going to mm-hmm. be the best in the world, but you're you're not like suck. <laughs> you're not the suck. It's okay. You're just like a human. So our, I believe our sheet, whenever you put these things in, um, this might be one of the things that auto-populates. But from these attributes, you get your secondary attributes. Your health is your stamina value plus three. Oh, here it is down here. Yes. And your willpower is your composure value plus your resolve value. Mm -hmm. Same here. Okay, so this auto-populated with the ducks. So you have a health of five and a willpower of six. Health. I see that there's a whole bunch more dots on this. So do you just start with those and gain more? Or is this like temporary things only? Um, you, you start with this stuff and you will gain more as you gain experience and begin okay. spending them. Like you can increase your attributes and then like, so like if you increase your resolve, your willpower would go up. Mm-hmm. Um, now in your health and your willpower, you've got damage. Like these things can take damage and they take damage in two ways. There is superficial damage, which is kind of like, eh, some stuff scratched me, but I'm not really hurt. Right. And then there's aggravated damage, which is whenever you start taking actual serious wounds. And you can have both superficial and aggravated damage in both your health and your willpower, with your health being kind of your physical constitution and your willpower being your mental energy and how much force of will you have to exert towards things. If you ever get full up on aggravated damage in either one of these, the character dies. Like, for real. Neat. So now skills. There are three different skill distributions. You can be a jack of all trades. You can have a balanced skill distribution, or you can be a specialist. I think I'd like to be a specialist. Okay. Since you're going to be a specialist, we're going to first immediately choose what you want to be a specialist in. What skill is your best skill? Academics. Okay. Put four dots in academics. There we go. Academics is one of the skills you immediately get a free specialty in. And what a specialty is, is if you will use an academic skill role in something that is related to your specialty, you will gain an extra die on that role. Mm. So what what specialty did you have in academics? Are there choices or do I have to make it up? It's pretty vague. There are some suggestions, but Nothing concrete. Um, what are the suggestions? Uh, it can be stuff like um, mathematics, geography, um, chemistry. I suppose I would also go under science. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Chess. Chess is a choice. Um, being a librarian. <laughs> That'd be a fun little thing. You know, stuff like that. Hmm. What did this person go to college for? I guess would be a good question. Hmm. I like the mathematics. I like the logic. That sounds very cool. Oh, you, you could you could choose logic. That could very easily be your special. And anytime you want to try and logic your way through a puzzle, you get an extra die. Okay, that makes sense. I, I like to think that if the vampire is old enough, they could have gone to school like a couple of times, right? 
Oh yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. difficult to like say what what specialty when you could just go well they all share a commonality. That makes sense. True, but you know, like if you if you got like a real passion, that one thing you really want to dedicate yourself to, it could be something that you just love. I mean, sometimes I wish I could be like a professional student. That would have been really that would have been cool. But that's for the rich. That was for back in the day, just being called a scholar. God, I wish I could just be a scholar. uh, Predates the slang term of being a fucking nerd. Dude, if I could be a professional student slash scholar, I would totally be. I love learning and I would not mind teaching if it didn't suck so bad. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to be a teacher in any country but here. (laughs) Now. You get to pick three skills that you put three dots in. So kind of what are three things that you are kind of educated in enough that you could make a career out of them? Hmm. Maybe they're not your primary focus, but they're things that you're going to be pretty good at. Let me see. Uh, you can, in you can make choices, a career out of be, awareness. Uh, yeah, you could be like a... Um, like a survivalist kind of thing, you know, like being out in the wilderness, okay. being aware is a very important thing. Or like if you were like a street criminal, being a very aware is very useful. Okay, I've got the three. Um, it'd be science, investigation, and insight. Cool. So you're 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 smart. You're good at gathering information, mm-hmm. and uh, you're good at reading people. All right, so science is also one of those skills that you get a free specialty in. What Ooh. branch of science are you best at? Um, we'll just go with chemistry because of my background. Yeah, because you were an actual chemist. Yeah, I can just look at that and go, "Oh yeah, don't touch that." That's 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 Please. my that's my chemistry degree <laughs> boiled down. Do or don't touch <laughs> you that thing look with at your no- bare hands. <laughs> You can look at my 3D printing setup and be like, quit poisoning yourself. Be like, put on the damn gloves. Open some fucking windows and put on some gloves, you fucking weirdo. I poison myself on the resume. Your the liver would really like it if you stopped. <laughs> I know it would, but I'm I'm like, ah, oh, I need to get this cleaned up so quick right now, and I'm going to eat this sandwich directly afterwards. <laughs> If I now, if I brought in some pick... biology knowledge, would that be too weird, or does it need to be strictly chemistry if I was playing? Uh, so, in terms of using your specialty, it would be specifically chemistry stuff. Like if if we were going to lean in like organic chemistry, like there there can be arguments. Well, organic chemistry um, is chemistry. I'm talking more about like biochemistry. I also have a degree in that, and sometimes that's how I frame a lot of things. Yeah, it, so. it's it really it comes into like can can you make an argument for it, and will the GM accept it? Okay. And that's that's really going to come down to the GM. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Thank you. Now you're going to pick three skills that you're average at stuff that you know how to do but it's nothing special let me see we'll do um let me see i want to do uh streetwise awareness and um hmm. trying to decide between etiquette and medicine 
that kind of makes well, sense. That is a, that's a tough one. So like, I, I really like kind of like this background you're, you're making with it. Cause like mm-hmm. you're, you're very academic, but with like streetwise and awareness, like you're, you're kind of getting into that also like, uh, you're not like, you're not like a gangster, but like, you're no stranger to like, maybe like a nightclub scene or something. Mm-hmm. Like I know um, how, I know how to not get myself in trouble. Right. Uh, so that really puts it in like you could li- you could do medicine for like that um, like academic angle of things. I guess it's it could like, also yeah, be I know a lot of stuff persuasion, I suppose, or stealth or survival. Any of these really, or even really drive. Um, <laughs> I don't even understand what drive is, honestly. In this. Uh, it's your ability to control a vehicle in oh. less than ideal circumstances. Like <laughs> you, you mean literally driving. I thought you meant drive as in like drive and ambition. <laughs> oh no. It it's like like most people like we're we're kind of assuming that you know how to use a vehicle. Like you can mm. put foot on gas and move forward, but like with the drive skill, it would be like somebody's trying to run you off the road. Like, can you keep the vehicle under control? Kind of mm-hmm. Maybe I'll put um uh, what oh I'll put two into etiquette and then one into subterfuge and medicine. Huh. How many more well, one shots have, do we you get, have? You get three skills at one mm-hmm. and uh, three at two. Mm-hmm. So I've got one, two, three. There we go. One, two, one more at one. And I think I'll put it into stealth. Okay. I think that makes sense. So now um, you you pick two skills that had a specialty that just kind of comes with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but every character at this point in creation can just pick one skill, just any one skill and add a specialty to it for free. Mm, okay. Okay, so what are the two that have specialties attached? The two you picked are academics and science. The other two that automatically have a specialty attached to them are craft and performance, where you would choose what you're oh, yeah, okay. or what. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought you meant that there were two more specialties. Sorry. No. Now you get to pick any one skill and add a specialty to it. As long as you got done in it, you can take a specialty. Um, I guess investigation. That would be pretty cool. Uh, if I was doing, I don't know, blood or something. It's a vampire. So you want to do like a crime scene investigation? Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. Crime scene or I don't know, like uh, what's the word for taking bodies apart and studying them? Uh, I I know exactly what it is. And because you said that now my brain is like, don't um, autopsy. Autopsy. Yeah, that would be it. Autopsy would be interesting. Subterfuge with the specialty would also be interesting. I don't even know what kind of specialty for awareness that would even be. Uh, so it could be like a, a place where you're like particularly good at like perceiving things. Like if you were to go back to that uh, example of being like a, a wilderness survivor, mm-hmm. like you could be like awareness if you're in the woods. Like, well, you've spent a lot of time in the woods. You know what the signs and to look for like a bear or something so you would have an extra dot there mm. this last one is hard to choose you put it in medicine 
That's true. I could put autopsy into medicine or I could put like crime scene into medicine. Technically, they aren't necessarily an investigation thing if you think about them. Um, but they would be able to assist it. It could have like passing knowledge of like the human body, basically. Or I could just do like <laughs> just blood. <laughs> I'm good at making I do the blood from medicine. <laughs> yeah. Uh what what what, what would that be called? Um isn't that um uh not um uh uh there there's like a specific Well like there's like two different medical like, term for this. There's like two different sides like sanguine. There's like two different sides of like understanding blood. There's like crime no, scene that. investigation, like a... and then there's also like I don't know understanding. No, but like in medicine, things. I'm saying it, it it's like that uh, that 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 thing. Like uh, there, there's like the the person who just like take, takes blood. There's like a specific job title for. Oh, that. a phlebotomist. <laughs> yeah, it, you, you'd be medicine phlebotomy, and you'd be really good at like being able to find veins and take blood and stuff like that. Well, that would make sense. That would also make sense for, oh my god, I can't, but <laughs> that's not how you spell it. Uh, it, it. That would kind of make sense, especially if you were like someone that doesn't quite feed on humans, but sometimes needs to get blood. Yeah, bagged blood is a, is a thing for younger vampires. So now, my friend, discipline powers. Yeah. You get to choose what kind of supernatural vampire shit you can do pick two mm. of your disciplines disciplines to make them extra yep. special we're gonna we're gonna figure out which ones that you have dots in to begin with um obfuscate what are the two and aspects okay so you will pick one of those and put two dots in it okay and pick another one and put one dot in it. what was the aspects again Sorry, I aspects I have very literal is, words. Um, aspects is your ability to kind of like sense the unseen oh, and like yes. have supernatural senses. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I want two in aspects. That sounds cool. And then one in obfuscate. Cool. So for every dot you have in a discipline, you get a discipline power. So we're gonna start with aspects because they are in alphabetical order in the book. Sweet. And for literally no other reason. Mm-hmm. So, the way this works is you can only have a power up to the level you have in that. So, with two dots and aspects, you could take level one powers and you could take level two powers, which means you have to have at least one level one power. But for your second dot, you could have a level two power or take the other level one power. That's going to be up to you. Mm -hmm. So, your level one powers for aspects are heightened senses and sense the unseen. Mm -hmm. Heightened senses gives you the ability to like see in darkness, hear ultrasonic frequencies, and like being able to to like scent people out basically. Mm. And since the unseen allows you to become kind of attuned to the supernatural and be able to like see ghosts, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, see things that are invisible. Like if somebody's using obfuscate and you use sense the unseen, they'd be able to see them. So you get to pick one of those. I like sense the unseen. Okay. There's this little. It's like. So now. Whatever. You can pick. There is a level two power you can pick called premonition. Or you can pick heightened senses as well. 
premonition will allow you to experience flashes of insight. They take the form of like raised hackles or sudden inspiration or even sometimes mm. actual literal visions. And while they're never too precise, they can nudge you out of harm's way or reveal a truth previously overlooked. I like premonition. Makes sense. Cool, cool. Now, we get to pick your power for obfuscate. Yes. So for obfuscate, there's like kind of a right and wrong answer here. Hmm. Um, and I, I'm, I'm probably going to catch some shit for saying that, but like there's like one that's like obviously useful and one that's like less so. Okay. If I can find the dang page. Obfuscate. So there's Cloak of Shadows, which is if you stand perfectly still, you are invisible. Mm-hmm. And the Silence of Death. You don't make noise when you walk anymore. They both sound storytelling wise very useful. So the second one is far more unnerving for anyone you're hand you're standing around. Um, it's like it, it can't be useful. Like if you're trying to like sneak around in a place and like you don't want your footsteps to make noise, like mm-hmm. sure. But like the ability to like turn a corner, stand perfectly still, and that room full of guards just runs right past you because they don't know you're there. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Like it's kind of like Cloak of Shadows is gonna win that fight for me every time. Yeah, it's true. Well, the quiet as a mouse thing would be very useful if you were sneaking around a lot. See, I think that would be a useful one to take if you had put two points into Obfuscate instead. Because at that point, you could use Unseen Passage, which does the same thing as Cloak of Shadows, but you can move around while doing it. And then also take Silence of Death. So you'd be invisible and make no noise. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. But if you only if you only get one, I'm gonna have to say Cloak of Shadows is gonna win that every time. All right, I'll do that then. Thank you. Excuse me. So now, back to the list. You get to pick your predator type. This is going to be the way that you primarily prefer to get blood. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be the only way you get blood. This is simply gonna be the way that you prefer to get it. Okay. Uh, so I gotta move myself to page 175, and we will go into those. Sweet. All right. Predator types. First is the alley cat. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of person who stalks around at night. Um, they find somebody like an unsuspecting victim. They jump them in the middle of the night. They take the blood by force. <laughs> they like to. They like to stalk. They like to be combative, and they like to overpower whoever they want and just take what they want. I see. Okay. What's the next one? Baggers. Baggers uh, prefer to drink out of blood bags. They will either buy or steal or otherwise procure a cold blood rather than hunt and rely on living prey. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more um, I don't want to actually hurt people kind of predator types. Mm-hmm. A blood leech is a vampire who prefers to feed from other vampires. Mm. Mm-hmm. A cleaver is somebody who covertly feeds from either either your or someone else's mortal family and friends with whom you will maintain connections and ties. And taking blood from them secretly. I see. A consensualist is somebody who will never take blood from someone against their will. You seek to get their consent in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, hey, I'm a vampire, can I drink from you? But can it be like, hey, I kind of like to do this kinky thing while I do the sex and can I drink from you kind of thing. 
fascinating. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Farmers only feed on animals. Doing? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Farmers only feed on animals. They only drink animal blood. And Osiris is somebody who is a celebrity in some kind of way. Um, like they may be like a cult leader. They may be like a local band member or like they're like the head of a church or something. But people look up to them and they have like a flock, basically. And that is who they feed from. Interesting. A Sandman is someone who relies on stealth or their disciplines to only feed from sleeping victims. Mm-hmm. The Scene Queen is somebody who is very familiar with a certain scene. Like they're either like one of the goth kids or they're like one of the drama club dudes, you know, there's somebody who have like a specific click of, or like individuals and maybe like a club scene that they frequent. Uh, and they, uh, they feed off of people in that particular scene. And then there are the sirens who exclusively uh, feed on people while in the midst of sexual Congress. Okay. You get to pick one of these. Um, I like to be a bagger, but I want to used to be one of the sleeper ones. Okay. But now you are a bagger, which means we will take those traits. So you will get a specialty for free, either in larceny of a lock picking or streetwise in black market. I do not believe you took a dot in larceny. Mm-mm. So that means you could take the specialty in Streetwise and have a black market specialty there, or you could get one dot in larceny. Um, I like the black market one. Seems useful. You know black market stuff. <laughs> black market stuff. I just typed that in. And now, here's the fun bit, Molly. Mm-hmm. You, gain, you gain one free dot of obfuscate. Sweet. Do you, uh, you want to change powers now? <laughs> sure. What was so the other one the level called? Two power, the level two power in Obfuscate is Unseen Passage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which does the same thing as Cloak of Shadows. It makes you basically invisible, um, but you can move around. Okay. Uh, the only difference is this one takes a rouse check instead of being free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can take Silence of Death, which means you don't make noise. Sweet. Good stuff. Good that stuff. worked out. That worked out very nicely. Right. So now you will also gain the merit, the feeding merit of Iron Gullet with three dots. Is that under advantages? Yes. Okay. Okay. A merit is a type of advantage. Iron Gullet with three dots. Yes. Yes. You will also gain a flaw. You have the enemy flaw at two dots. Um, I wish there was like one bar for one thing and one bar for another so that I could like put. Maybe I should put. OK, so let me let me change this. I'm going to put a flaw colon suspect. I want to do it's called a perk or what was it called? It's a positive uh, one. There called? is a merit merit merit. Yeah. And then on the next one, I'll put flaw again. Flaw colon, what is this one called? Enemy. Enemy. And how many dots do I got in that? Two dots. Two dots. Should I put that underneath one of the longer ones over here? 
Uh, it's not necessary. Okay. Who is my enemy? Uh, that is up for you to decide. Oh. Uh, the thing here says either someone believes you owe them or there's another reason you keep off the streets. Hmm. Hmm. And you do have black market ties. Well, that's true. Probably, uh, I bet it has to do with, like, you know how I said I wanted to used to be a sleeper one? I think mm -hmm. I want to attach it to that. So maybe somebody you fed off? Yeah, or someone knows that I fed off of someone else, something like that. We could flesh that out at some point. Yeah. But this is mostly for, uh, for example's sake. So... Next, we're going to go into advantages and flaws. Okay. Ow. You have seven points of advantages and two points of flaws. Okay. In addition to the stuff you gain from your predator type. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of, I'm, I'm going to kind of like skim through this. Um, because like we don't want to go over all of this. Like that, that would take all dang night. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to, I'm going to make some suggestions. Okay. Um, and you just kind of tell me how well it kind of fits in with your idea of like who you want this character to be. Okay. I'm good. So with the academics thing, um, you can take linguistics, and for every point in it, you would know another language. <laughs> okay. Um, you already have some feeding stuff. Um, now for flaws. One of the fun ones is there's like folkloric things. Mm -hmm. Like you can take a flaw that like, um, so normally if you get staked through the heart, it doesn't kill you immediately. Mm -hmm. It just paralyzes. You. Mm -hmm. you can't move anymore. Mm -hmm. But if you take the stake bait flaw, then that stake will kill you once it goes through your heart. Oh. Or you could take a folkloric bane where like uh, you can't touch silver or holy water hurts, that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, or like a folkloric block, like holy symbols, you uh, shy away from them. Uh, crossing running water couldn't be a thing. Um, crossing into the threshold of someone's home without being invited. Garlic, wild roses, uh, having to count seeds, that kind of thing. Those things usually don't actually do anything to vampires unless they truly believe that they will. And then there's the stigmata flaw, which somehow is only one dot, but it means if your hunger gets to four, um, open wounds on your hands, feet, and forehead begin to weep blood. Oh. Horrifying even. <laughs> or if you want to take the merit, mm -hmm. you can spend two points and be able to eat food. I want to be able to eat food. Okay. Take the uh, merit of eat food. It's two dots. Merit, colon, eat food. Yep. Dose. Uh, let me see. It'd be very interesting if I had the flaw that I could only cross thresholds if I was invited. Or if it was like a... That would be funny. Or if it was like a public um, like area, like a university or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would make things that would make getting diff getting around a little difficult. It would, but it'd be interesting. Hey, it's up to you if you want to take it or not. Sure, let's do it. Sure. All right, one dot flaw. One dot flaw. 
Can I cross uninvited? Um, I can't so now, fucking spell uh, shit. I believe a good one for you would be um, what is it called? Not resources. Um, contacts. Contacts. Yeah. So having a contact means that you have someone you know who can like kind of get you stuff, uh, can do things for you, kind of get things done. Mm-hmm. This is a good one. Um, you can put points into it, and the more points you put into it, the more useful it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since you have a black market background, I say you maybe have a black market contact. So one dot is a contact who can do or get something cheap or common for you, uh, equal to resources one. Uh, two dots is a contact who can get or do something useful for you, um, uh, like maybe like a guns dealer or like a vet or something, uh, equal to resources two. And three dots is a contact who can do or get something expensive or difficult for you as equal to like resources four. Um, examples being like a security systems expert or um, a police lieutenant. That is kind of under your thumb. Mm-hmm. Maybe you... uh. Maybe you know somebody who works in a drug cartel. Black market cartel. Or contacts. maybe, um, yeah, or like uh, somebody who works in like organ trafficking. We can get you those blood bags real easy. That sounds very nice. I was thinking if it was attached to university, it might be attached to research. Um, but with black market, nah, yeah, no. Black market contacts, research based. For the university. I don't know if that makes any sense. So. A black market. I don't know. Maybe somebody who can. Who helps me get it for really cheap. And I mean like Mm -hmm. violating their company's code of ethics cheap. And you know maybe. This could work in a lot of things. Maybe you went to med school. Yeah. You know. So uh, how many dots you want to put in this? Um, How how useful you want this contact to be? I'm going to go with. Can't decide between two or three. The the real decision comes between like, do you want them to just be able to get you like some mundane things pretty easily, like uh, not stuff that you'd be able to like go out and get like super easy and super cheap on your own, but like you know somebody who could like um, we'll do three then get you some medical supplies easily enough, or somebody who's like going to be able to get you some really interesting and really hard to get shit. Mm, I like three. Yeah, so like this person can get you some some. Real nice stuff. Mm-hmm. The real nice stuff is instrumentation. <laughs> so that's going to leave you with two more dots to spend okay. in uh, merits and one more dot to spend in a flaw. Um, so. Let me see. I believe the last one that's going to be um, like super important is to have a haven. Haven. Um, yeah, you can have like a one dot haven, which is maybe like uh, a basement apartment or like uh, a crypt in local graveyard or somewhere that you stay, like a locked storeroom in a warehouse, somewhere you can go and sleep during the day and not be discovered. Probably. Mm-hmm. Two dots means it's uh, pretty decent size. Like maybe you've got your own like single family home or 
you know, you've got a nice place hidden in the zoo, like some place that has like a security system that would be hard to break into okay. without being noticed. Uh, I guess two dots. Like a little house cool. in LA, yeah, I so guess. Cool. So you so you have a nice little nice little house. Lord knows LA used to be able you used to be able to get something semi cheap. Now no and at all. Now you just gotta have one more dot in the lodge. Okay. Let me see. Another flaw. I don't even know. What do you suggest? Oh my goodness, Katarina, please stop me on. Um, so one that I believe would make sense for you is... Oh no, you already actually already have this one. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Shh. You could have a stalker. Hmm. I guess the stalker could be my enemy. Could be. Dear God, I can't spell shit. Three degrees. Stalker. Uh, that'd be one dot. Yeah. So now you have your flaws and your merits. So you are somebody who has an enemy, who has a stalker, possibly either the same person or related to them even. Mm -hmm. Maybe an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or somebody who worked for you at one point. Mm -hmm. um, you got a nice house. Mm -hmm. It's not super upscale, but like, hey, hey, it's a, it's a nice little roof over your head. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a black market contact. <laughs> contact, uh, this, black market contact. This uh, this is a very interesting character because like it's it's so much like leaning into like I am very educated and very academic, but I'm also maybe a little bit of a piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they are vampires. What can you say? Maybe. Maybe she did a whole lot of things getting up to this point that she had to to survive. Yeah, this definitely has like the same vibes as like the 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 nice lady who brings apple pies to every bake sale and gives free cookies to the kids who you found out is also dealing meth out of her backyard. <laughs> I gotta feed two groups, okay? I was thinking that maybe she got turned in Europe quite a while ago, moved to the colonies, and her mentor died or something. And then she fled to the West. And it's really easy to, you know, go along with it because you could just say, well, I'm super sickly during the day or hide and then just prey on the pioneers as they're going by, you know. I, I had a melanoma. I got the melon. I got I'm an albino. Right, now like we get that. to do. Um, you know what? You would be pale. Like very much so mm -hmm. because kindred. So maybe you could just try and convince people that you are albino. Like if I have if I have presence and like unseen passage, then I could probably, uh, you know, pretend to be someone semi important to get things. So now we are going to select one to three convictions. Convictions. These. These are kind of things are that they? like um, they're they're like the driving force of your morality. Uh -huh. These are things that you really believe in and to go against them challenges your very humanity. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and this comes into play in terms of like, you know, if you break your convictions, your humanity can actually lower, mm -hmm. causing you to slip further and further towards being the beast rather than being you. Mm hmm. But upholding these um, creates like that sense of drama 
and also kind of like if you really go out of your way and sacrifice to uphold these convictions and these beliefs um can even re- return some humanity to you mm-hmm. um, so these can be literally anything but some examples are like never kill um disobedience is dishonor protect the innocent from harm always keep your word never lie stuff like that mm-hmm. you can have one to three of those mm. uh always keep your word sounds like it'd be interesting for this character always keep your word and never lie would be very interesting one more you don't have to take three you can stop it too okay because i can't think of anything else to add here i thought that these would be interesting Mm -hmm. definitely interesting in that like if you don't want to lie about the fact that you're a fucking vampire to like your human friends you're gonna have to come up with some inventive truths i'm gonna have to sit there going oh yeah you know i just come over and i get your blood at night it's fine i i have this allergy to the sun it really hurts (laughs) well it's very easy to keep your word and never lie if you don't say anything true like that's for each one of those convictions that's a kind of lying that's not directly lying yes um, so for each one of these convictions, you will have a touchstone, mm-hmm. which is a mortal person you have a connection with who kind of represents that particular conviction for you. Uh, examples being uh, like a surviving human spouse, um, a child, uh, a human who might look exactly like somebody you loved when you were still alive, mm-hmm. or uh, somebody you've come to recognize as one of the very few actually decent people in the world. It's going to be my black market contact. <laughs> and which, which conviction does your black market contact uphold? Uh, both. Well, is it, there's got to be one for each. There's got to be one for each. Can I not just put yeah. black market contact one and black market contact two? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a different one for each conviction. Uh, always keep your word. We'll do that. And then for the never lie, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Random historical figure. Well, it has to be someone alive. No. Uh, uh, as another example uh, for a character in our Sunday Vampire the Masquerade game, uh, Dougie Chungus, one of his touchstones is... Um, Dave the Dare Officer. <laughs> Dave the Dare Officer. <laughs> Never lie is just my kit. <laughs> it's a very intelligent cat. Right? <laughs> well, they always give you very scathing looks whenever you tell them something they don't like. <laughs> so That's judgmental. Some more examples for, for who your touchstones can be. Um... Someone who represents something you once held dear in life and still cling to, like a soldier, a baseball player, uh, or a musician. Do academic colleague. 
kids with shit. Putting a lot on these people because, like, if if they die, you not only lose the merit, but you lose the touchstone. Like, this this would be rough. You have to keep these people safe, right? I get to pick an ambition. Well, sometimes you just find people in life. Can't you say that about close friends too? Uh, most of them found me, and then I wouldn't leave because I'm a horrible goblin. You are not a horrible goblin. Don't say such mean things about yourself. Now you get to pick an ambition. What is the big boy pants-wearing motherfucking I gotta get this done? I swear to God I will burn the whole world down in order to accomplish this goal that your kindred has. What do they want more than anything? Oh, knowledge. More specific. Detail. What do you want knowledge about? Every, want to learn more about vampires? Every you want to find you want to find the, the the cure for cancer? Do you want to do you want to know what's in Hugh Hefner's bedroom? I already know what's in there. Um, hair. Really old man underwear. Just various whatever Hugh Hefner wants to have in there. That's what's in there. <laughs> also, he's dead, if I remember correctly. Is he dead? I don't Is remember. he dead? I'm pretty sure he's dead. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Okay. Um, God, knowledge is its own ambition sometimes. It's got to be like an actually attainable goal is the thing. I mean, why else? Do like, you it's, it's like a long-term goal that you're trying to get to is your ambition. <sighs> hmm. <laughs> an attainable goal. You like being happy with myself? Uh yeah yeah I said attainable thank you. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Let me think. Dominance hmm. <laughs> over man. Huh, as a woman in science, I just want to kill all humans. And nah. Let me see. Ambition. I have no doubt my microphone is going to pick up my cat just mewling softly because she decided to be in here before I closed the door. Well, you better give her a fucking kiss. Don't want it. Ambition. Give all the kitties kisses. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to attain ambition because the cats keep being born slash dying. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's like, just so God many, dang. so many of these dang cats. I went to Japan and there's that one island. I was there for like three months. <laughs> then I went Doing to nothing but and then I kitties. went to Istanbul and it just it was forever. Oh my gosh, ambition. That's actually a really hard one. I'm sorry. Is it Istanbul or Constantinople? Um, it's Istanbul, it's, not Constantinople. It's Istanbul. It's a long time gone. That Constantinople. It used to be Constantinople. Every girl in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, not Constantinople. So if you've got a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. <laughs> Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. I just liked it better that way. Ah, uh, because the English came in. That's the answer. There you go. You're welcome. I don't know what to put for this. Uh, could it be to take over the university that you once attended? <laughs> to be the head bitch in charge? Be the dean? The youngest dean they've ever seen? Despite being an immortal vampire who possibly has lived 
Yeah, but like a couple hundred years. Humans are dumb, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. I discover like melanoma cure something. I'm discovering a cure. Good enough. There we go. I now, don't my know. friend. There we go. We are gonna choose how old a vampire you actually are. Okay. There are three playable levels, at least for the basic baby boys mm -hmm. in Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition, because this really focuses more on the younger generation of vampires. Mm -hmm. There is a childer, someone who was embraced within the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. A neonate, somebody embraced between 1940 and a decade ago. Mm -hmm. And an ancillary, someone who was embraced between 1780 and 1940. 1780 and 1940. Yes. I think the last one, however you spelled it. A-N-C-I-L-L-A-E. A-N-C-I-L-L-I-L-E. Where? A-E. So where do I put that on here? That will be an excellent question. Um, it will be on the second page. Second page. Uh, we're, we're mostly going to like have it be written in as like part of your stats. So your blood potency normally um, as a younger vampire would be one, but as an ancillary, it's two. Blood potency two. Two. So it's two dots? Yes. Wait, you what's this generation? To... Uh, that's the thing we were just getting to. Okay. You are either going to be a 10th or 11th generation vampire. The okay. lower the number generation you are, the closer you are to Cain himself. With Kane being the first generation vampire, the second generation being entirely dead, and the third generation being known as the um, Antediluvians, who created what we would consider the clans. Okay. Well, just make me really old. You'd be 10th generation vampire? Mm hmm. You will subtract one point of humanity, meaning your humanity, instead of being seven at its base, will be a six. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, and you I guess will I have. Can't do that. Never mind. Um, we're not going to do this right now because, again, this was mostly for the sake of um, example, and this would just take a lot of extra time. But you will get two more points in advantages, two more points in flaws, and thirty-five experience points in advantage. Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah, they, these are powerful vampires, as opposed to like the the new blood who is sure what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, and for the most part, and. Other than like fleshing out like who you were, what you look like, uh, what kind of stuff you do in the day, that's that's making a character in Vampire the Masquerade Fifth Edition. I like it. That's fun. This is this is playable. Excuse me. Playable laps. I'm filled with gas. I am filled with beans. Beans would equal gas eventually. I think. Eventually, this episode is now almost an hour and a half long. So, <laughs> thank you everybody for listening. Um, socials are, uh, of course, uh, facebook.com slash d20dudes, twitter.com slash d20dudes, or D20, at d20dudes on Twitter if you want to hit us with them hashtags, yo. Mm. And we got a link for the Discord down in the description. If you want to join us in our Discord, it is open to everybody. Come in and say hi. Give us suggestions on episodes you would like to hear in the future. Mm. Or Tell me berate me verbally. Berate you verbally? Just, you mean textually? <laughs> And I'm in the voice channels pretty often. I mean, I'm, 
sometimes, you know, we all hang out. We're like, I'm bored. Talk to me. Help. Uh, this is me. where we normally roll the die, but I went I went rogue. I went maverick on this one and did this instead of the thing we we're supposed to do. So next week we're gonna talk about the wrath and glory tears of play and what they mean. Because oh, exciting. 40k 40k is my shit. I love 40k. Mm-hmm. And Wrath and Glory is a very cool tabletop system. Mm-hmm. That uh, is 40k. Well yeah, and I have next Tuesday off, so I can help out. Yeah. You'll get to hear me ramble on about a bunch of shit that you don't understand. Is it also gonna be an hour and a half like this one? I sincerely hope not, because these episodes <laughs> always perform very poorly. That's because it's a long amount of time. At least you're not one of those people that's like, I'm going to record myself for like three hours talking about nothing. <laughs> oh, no. I've, I've, been, I've tried to truncate it to around 30 minutes, but hey, sometimes it gets away from me. So mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.